Hello, and welcome to the second episode dun, dun, of the dun, Elevation dun, Podcast. I yeah. know, <laughs> uh, but um, today we're going to be talking about friendship. And what better way to start this podcast than to introduce co host, Mr. Henry Pacifico. Oh, you just had to get that one in there, didn't you? You just had to yeah. throw it in. You just you just couldn't help yourself. Shout out to Henry's parents for such an incredible <laughs> middle name, Pacifico. I mean, incredible. Suits him down to a T as well. But Henry is one of the most charismatic, funny, elusive, um, and incredible people in my life. He has a simply outrageous number of crazy stories. He's motorbiked around Vietnam, taught skiing in Canada and Japan, and has even been fired for stealing ice cream. He is wonderfully articulate and caring, but most of all, he's my very best friend. We've known each other for many years now. I can't remember the exact number of years. Do you know, Henry? It will be at least 12 at least 12, boys and girls. At least 12. Year 7 link up. We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about how we met in a second. But um, Henry has been uh, through thick and thin, as they say. With each other. <laughs> but no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, but hey, hey, I can't, I can't gloat and get all the, the praise, um, you know, sat opposite me. Is, is also one of the most kind-hearted, generous, easygoing, understanding, intuitive just understands things so much quicker than I ever can. When you read an, extru- an instruction manual, for example, um, could, could literally be anything. He just understands it in five seconds and I'm there like wafting through the pages halfway through, like no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, super intuitive, super likable. And I'm, I'm also very excited for his future, Loki. Um, broadcasting that out there, just, just said it out loud, but yeah, he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Watch this space. Wow. Well, I feel like my intro is shit now. <laughs> but we want to talk about the first time we met because actually... You said shit. Shit. <laughs> shit, anyway, I did. We'll get, we'll get back to that in a sec. Um, so me and Henry actually met at secondary school in year seven um, in this day slash boarding school called Reeds, which is which is in Cobham. Basically. Weird place, weird place. Weird yeah. place, yeah. All boys, all boys. <laughs> yeah, it's all boys up till sixth form and then they just, you know, add a few girls to spice it up. <laughs> and they're in a wonderful position because there's like one girl to like six boys. <laughs> we were we were don't need to explain why that's a a, a good position to be in. Or a uh, terrible position, whichever <laughs> way you look at it. Um, but yeah, it was uh, an interesting time because we had this kind of nerd squad who was super, <laughs> <Nerd> squad. <laughs> who was super into, um, you know, playing Spore. Spore is this game where you go through this evolutionary, these, these phases uh, of, of starting as, as this kind of microcosm, microorganism. In yeah, you pool. just you basically go through evolution. You and start off as a bacteria. At, at like lightning speed. <laughs> you decide whether you want to have like sick claws and etc. etc. And then you go on to intergalactic space missions. Um, and it's all quite fruitful and, and spicy. Um, but but I'm really I'm digressing super hard. The nerdgasm that, that Tom and I experienced in year seven was kind of an interesting one because 
We definitely weren't best friends then. No, in, in many ways, the funny thing about the story is we, we weren't actually friends. We were just in the same <laughs> friendship group. But there's, there's a lot to be said that we didn't like each other that much. You know, the other day I spoke about Tuck. You remember Tuck? No, what's Tuck? Oh, yeah, Tuck. She just had a brain fart. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, on your, on your uh, tea break or the, the morning break... Tuck was was incredible and terrible at the same time. It was a big deal, though. It was a big deal, but it was also, like, ridiculously overpriced and just full of sugar. It was exploiting children. It was exploiting kids. It was, like, big time. Um, But anyway, again, digressing hard. The the reason I thought about that is because we bonded over Tuck. (laughs) But also, I would be like, Tom... Can you? Do you have enough money to buy me a white chocolate cookie? <laughs> You'd be like, today, it's a yes, it's a yes for me. And I'd be like, yes. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, you were arguably closer with with some of the other guys in our nerd squad. Um, and on the very final day of year seven, how would you describe that day? Now, what you need to remember is Henry was fucking annoying. Oh, wow. First I mean, F-bomb to describe me. I mean, we, we were young, so obviously I don't hold it against him. Well, I'll do a little bit, but he was he was just really annoying. And I'm sure I was annoying too. Anyway, I can't remember. I was more annoying than you. You know, when you look at people as they are now and you think back... To, to, to kind of like all the previous years, all their adolescence, all their teenage years, you know, what could he potentially have been an asshole in his time? I'm the more likely candidate every, every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. But basically, I can't remember exactly how it happened. No, no, we still don't know what the argument was about. But we got into an argument, and this argument escalated and hard. Hard. And it got to the point where we were sort of facing off, and there was everyone else in our year <laughs> standing around us. And it grew like all the hard kids as well who were egging us off chanting like yeah fuck him up mate like fuck I'll punch him mate perfect pound him in the face and I was clawing you like a cat we were clawing each other with my prepubescent nails <laughs> we didn't know what a fist was at that point <laughs> Christ Christ that sounds I'm bad so sorry that, holy shit Anyway, long story short, I came out victorious. God knows how. Of this cat fight. Because Tom was bleeding. Oh, yeah, I had cuts (laughs) on my face from Henry's nails. He had bare cuts in it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was... That was how we left it. We didn't speak to each other. And there was this aftermath of absolute silence. No text. (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing. And, and so you're probably wondering at this point, <laughs> how, did we, how did we become friends if we had a fight on the last day of school? Oh, we forgot to mention that we were both leaving this school. So we were both going to other schools and not the same school. So this, this was the last moment where we would be forced to be together, at yeah. least. So we thought. Yeah. Our glorious mothers. That's, that's what it comes back to. Um, who rekindled... Ah, uh, wonderful, uh... Hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> uh, wonderful friendship. <laughs> yeah, I, blossoming, I... <laughs> obviously. Uh, but they were, they, 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 they call each other. I don't know what the conversation was that they had. Maybe they had it individually with us. Like, where's Henry? Oh, where's Tom? Like, blah blah blah. Um, and anyway, they brought us back together. Arranged a little play date for us. The pl- oh, good old play dates. Wow. And um, all it took was a hug, and then water under the bridge. <laughs> kind of keen to explore meeting people for the first time when you find yourself in a room full of new people you have a lot of uh circumstances circumstances you're not able to navigate because you don't know anything about someone you just know their appearance you just know the kind of clothes they're wearing you know whatever accessories this that the other the way they look at you if you catch each other's eyes uh who they're talking to there's all these things that we, um, in the background, subconsciously gauge or quite consciously gauge about a person that we've not actually spoken to the first time. Um, and the second that we engage with them, the floor is so fucking open that it's quite hard to, 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 to be able to navigate that in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Because essentially a conversation is a dance. And if you don't know how to dance with someone... You know, you're two-stepping, you're left-stepping, you're right-stepping, you're what-stepping, you're where-stepping. Who knows where you're going with that conversation or who knows where their head's at or who knows what they think of you. And, you know, going further, divulging into that um, and actually getting, getting little inklings of inspiration from each other or little signposts of the fact that they are on a similar similar wave you know wavelength or or bandwidth or under you kind of see the world in the same way then you can kind of say okay he knows where i'm coming from and how inspiring that can be how exciting how interesting um how interesting how vocational and different and unique that can be vocational (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of an adventure in itself yeah it's brand new human yeah, so, I mean, meeting people for the first time, Christ, I think that there's, like, there's two different types of friendship. Like, when you meet someone for the first time, you either, like, it's either a slow burner, and this can, this is, can be said for, like, relationships as well. It can either be, like, a slow burner, you slowly get to know them, and, like, each facet that you discover is, like, oh, wow, there's this another level to this person. Or there's these other people that you meet, and you just know from, like, the moment you see them. It's just from their walk, their vibe, their general... You can just tell that you two are going to be mates. And uh, I actually had this yesterday at work. We had a, we had a new hire, and and uh, he just he just walked up upstairs and he was like introducing himself to everyone. And he he looked like pretty young. So I'm I'm 25 and, and he's 23. I didn't know that at the time, but I could just tell. And um, from his laid back hipster vibes. From his laid back hipster vibes. And he sort of like he was introducing himself very formally to everyone. And uh, like the CEO was taking him round, so he was obviously trying to impress. And and then he sort of just came up to me, and I was like, "Hello, mate." And he was like, "How are you doing, mate?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's it. We're friends now." Logged in. And that is friendship at first
actually have a few few fun scenarios uh, to to challenge you with, I guess, but also just to explore in, in kind of a fun way. Is so so scenario number one: a friend makes you a sandwich out of nowhere. It doesn't. You don't even ask for it, but you know he knows that you're hungry. He also knows that you're. You, you, you like sandwiches and, and who doesn't let's face it it's a it's a, the sandwich is a classic blt with pickles and cheese thrown into the mix all right for argument's sake but but you know you actually don't like pickles or cheese which frankly is absolutely criminal if i can say so myself criminal criminal but anyway how do you respond to this situation where you don't actually like a couple of the ingredients that are being thrown into the mix. I mean, I might be a bit upset if they knew that I didn't like pickles and cheese, but have forgotten. So they've intentionally done it. No, if they've intentionally <laughs> done it, that would be really bad. But I would assume they sabotage your dinner. But no, but like, I mean, I would have to assume that it wasn't malicious. Otherwise, why am I friends with that person? I would have to assume that it was forgetfulness. But once I got past the forgetfulness, like this friend has made me a sandwich out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't done it with mal intentions. I would try my best to eat it. I mean, I might, you know, take the pickles out. It's just like a, you know, maybe I can just handle the cheese. I might also not be able to eat all of it and say that I'm full. But, you know, I probably wouldn't say anything. Yeah. But that's more about me than it is about friendship. <laughs> that's true. And the irony of this is, is that you love pickles and you love cheese. Yes, yeah, so I, I would fucking love the sandwich. <laughs> so, so that the final, uh, the finale of the the scenario, which I hope is a little bit more about friendship, is you find your friend uh, with a girl who you slept with a couple of days ago, and expected to receive a text from. Yeah. Her name is Mary. She's got blue eyes and long wavy blonde hair. And you really fancy her. Like, in what way is he with her? It, like in the boat that rocked. If you, if yeah. anyone's watched that movie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna digress into the movie. If you have, you'll understand when Nick Frost sleeps with that absolute goddess of a woman who, uh, who Carl is the character's name is set up with. I mean, it's pretty, pretty outrageous. It's pretty outrageous. I mean, thankfully, it's never happened to me, so I don't quite know how I would react. But yeah. Probably would elicit the strongest emotions. <laughs> Probably warrant a like, yeah, that's pretty rude. <laughs> but again, like the way that I would probably go about these things is not not that confrontational. Yeah. I would probably just just cut the person out of my life and not really say that much. <laughs> and, and and also the woman, you know, the that's woman. pretty disrespectful. Wow, wow. So you cut out the, the the bloke and the woman. Yeah, I mean, you know, she knows what she's doing too. Yeah. unless you didn't know we were friends I would hope to have like a pack of Tic Tacs or something equivalent or like a Kit Kat in my pocket right and just like throw it on the bed and be like take a break wow (laughs) and then just leave and not even give them a hard time but just for them to know that the Kit Kat said it all pretty much the Kit Kat said it all is I don't even you don't even deserve my reaction. Yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. At this point, the person is not worth any more of your time. No, absolutely not. The biggest F you can make to someone is not giving them your time. But on the on the flip side of that, 
best thing that you can give to people and, and the way of showing your care and love for someone is giving it is giving people your time and friendship is about sharing your time on this planet with someone else or with multiple other people who you really enjoy spending time with and that's what you should always that's how friendship should always be you should always enjoy your time you should always leave feeling better than when you went in we can't always expect people to 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 elevate us from a previous mood but we can expect or hope part of the time we spend with them is is fun and is is loose and free and and liberating and 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 casual and obviously speaking in terms of 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 two people being in a good place in their life you know not obviously going through tough times and not dealing with with you know shit that goes on in the world but two people who are in a place where they can offer that positivity to each other um that really is superlative that's a super important thing it's almost like the the catalyst of of friendship is being able to provide good vibes and good energy so tom i have a, I have a proposition for you wow i've i've just landed on the planet I've been on a huge intergalactic space mission. I've fought off mad aliens, gone through time warps and black holes and you name it, negotiated my way out of several steep situations using some of my various, me, me, me precious valuable cargo wow. of my ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and me rich, splendorous delights. <laughs> right. So, anyway, 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 here I am, Bosch, in your living room. I've no idea why I'm here. And your mission is to explain to me what what friends are for. Wow. <laughs> that is a journey. I can put just, it... Just to, just to put this into perspective, this, <laughs> Henry hasn't told me about this. This is the first time I'm hearing it, same as you guys. And that that is... Possibly the long, longest winded question. <laughs> oh, what are friends for? Oh man, friends are for so many things. Friends are friends are absolutely vital. That's the first thing you need to understand. There's just it's impossible for one human to be able to carry all the perspectives and all the different aspects of the world. So you need a friend who carries, even if they're similar, different perspectives to help you navigate, to help, to advise, to to level you um and and to advise you even if they're not directly giving advice people's behavior like feed into that um friends are there so that you can have a little cry on their shoulder very important too to feel cared and loved for very important safety Mm. um friends are there to make you laugh yeah um long walks in the park long walks in the park (laughs) getting that last ingredient from the shop for your for your hearty spag bowl yeah no on a, on a more serious note they ground your understanding and what comes with that as you grow up and as you have to distribute your time a little bit more to all these different demands that you know we we basically throw ourselves into such as jobs and uh, uh leisurely activities and adventures and 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 creative outlets such as starting a shite podcast um is sorry <laughs> Is that um, we f- suddenly find ourselves with so many friends that we can't give 
each and every one of them enough time. And, you know, you and I are, are fortunately lucky enough to be in that position. Shout out to all, <laughs> all the friends who are listening. Who we don't have time for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think both of us are in such a privileged position where we have a lot of friends in our lives that have been in our lives for a very long time. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're not open to new friendships, but these, these, these long-lasting friendships really, really root you and, and ground you. It's interesting because I think of two things when you say I think of one of the times in our years that have separated us, um, which has probably been when you had your first relationship and you were so consumed by that that I thought you didn't have any other time in your life. I didn't really because I was so consumed. Yeah. And I kind of took that as a middle finger. And I know that a lot of people out there can relate to to that... um, yeah, I think it's probably the number one, like, not destroyer, but the distance creator yeah. among best friends is is that relationship. And it, it probably happens twice in your life, like with your first relationship when, you, when you're very consumed by it. And probably with a person you're going to marry that really takes people away from their, like, close friends. And it, it comes, comes to that time thing where someone consumes so much of your time and you, they're, they're your greatest preference of spending time with that other people can feel like they're not being given the respect and the time that that they deserve, I guess. Yeah, because we all feel, if we feel a certain way about someone, that we are deserving of their time. Um, and that ultimately is, it. I mean, ultimately comes down to the most important thing that we can give someone, um, and the most valuable commodity that we can give someone is that time shared, um, which in sort of a neat way is, is, is what we do right now with each other is by kind of, you know, I hate that word allocating because it kind of suggests that we're all on this calendar and then we have to fit these these little time slots in with people because it's it's so not the way that it is. It should be free and it should be flowing and it should be should be very, very natural, but it's it's hard to, to separate those things sometimes. Um, but to, to, to find time to, to be with someone and to understand where they are at in a different point in, in their timeline because what is forever changing are our friends and our relationships with them, even though they're, they're anchored, as Tom said, by these foundational uh, understanding, understandings of one another. People change all the time. We're all on our own little journeys. We are all um, progressing, elevating. Um, and the very best friendships are the ones that transcend those changes and, and, and you grow and sometimes you grow in opposite directions or sometimes you grow together. And with the really great friends, it actually doesn't matter which way you're growing. You're still friends. And it's, it's that commitment. And I think in anything to do with human relationships, whether it's love or friendship or, or family, it's it's always about commitment. It's it's about what are you what are you pledging to this other person and what can they expect of each other? It's and, about commitment. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry for cutting you off. There is about commitment. It's also massively about communication. I mean, you can commit to someone and give them the time and, and of day and etc. and whatnot. But if you're not communicating to them that the the revelations that you're undergoing and the new the, the, the fresh new pastures that you're you're sort of seeing and, and experiencing 
yeah and the, the closeness comes from the communication and obviously it works the other way as well you know I mean we all hope that we're growing and progressing but if you're not growing and if you feel stuck and you feel you know sad in many ways it's even more important to communicate that because we all have the echo chamber of our own head you know thoughts that bounce around in our head just get amplified and become worse and sometimes only through voicing that and airing that to someone that you feel comfortable with is once it's out in the open you actually realize oh it's actually not as bad as i thought or actually your friend sort of says what the hell are you thinking like that's such a silly way of thinking about it um and and they're there to support you the bounce back is so important you might have a premonition that's been winding you up for many many moons and then suddenly you let it out and your friend says okay that's justified or that's not on just like you know that's realistic or it's not and the second that you have that voice of almost reason it's very very refreshing to have someone else's opinion and you should always look out for that if if you think that you're having this reoccurring reoccurring irrational irrational line of thinking because it's very very helpful to lean on other people 